Dr. Simcha Cohen, the late Dr. Simcha Cohen, it's Dr. Simcha Cohen on Wednesday night with Nisim. And I love that. I love this, not only Simcha Cohen. But anyways, this has been a very, very, very unbelievable week. And I wanted to share something that I had on my mind. I wanted to, I, and truth is, I'm, I'm, it's something I was thinking. You know, I'm sitting and I'm listening to the news in Israel. So I'm listening to a woman and she says, you know, I'm in Tel Aviv and we hear the sirens. She goes, and we're all running to the bomb shelters. She goes, but the truth is we really don't have to run to the bomb shelters because Hashem is Gadol and Hashem is going to take care of us. He's going to watch over to us. But we have to go to the bomb shelters because that's what we have to do. She goes, but really Hashem is running this war and Hashem is going to take care. And she's speaking like this. And I'm saying to myself, then I get, a, someone sent me a clip of a bunch of chayalim dancing and singing. And they're singing and they're holding each other and they're dancing and they're singing. And I saw it and I cried. I, I really cried. I looked, I wanted it to be longer. I wanted it to be longer. And I realized that, you know what? It says, it's like we exist underneath this protection from Hashem. And it's, with all the tzarat, it's, it's the, Hashem is continually showing us that the, the enemies of the Jewish people are going to get more sophisticated and more sophisticated and more sophisticated. And the bottom line is Hashem is going to protect us. Period. End of story. They have drones that now can fly into the center of Israel and fire missiles to anywhere in the country. There's no place that's safe, but guess what? We have an Iron Dome. Hashem gave us the technology to put up an Iron Dome. A country that has an economy that can barely pay for milk, but has the ability to put up an Iron Dome. Something that Reagan said, forget about, in, 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 the, in the 80s. It was too expensive for America. So, what that tells me is, and this is why, that we have to keep on pedaling. We can't stop our generator from keeping all of this protection up. And it's the summer months, and we're not in school, and we're not learning, and we're not praying. So I personally have accepted upon myself to say, Tilim Shalyom of the Chodesh. Now, because of, the, because of what's going on. Because of the matzav, I want to say something. I want to do something extra that I haven't done. I need, we need to put more energy into the protection that Hashem is giving Am Yisrael. And we have to be milchazek. We have to be milchazek. And there are so many different ways of doing it. There's so many different ways of doing it. Learn a little bit more. Say tilim a little bit more. Pray a little bit more. Do extra mitzvot. Have I was talking to somebody. Say verachot with a little bit more kavanah. Think about them a little bit more. And you know what? That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And, and you, you know what? I figured out, Nisi, that ten dollars a month is a, is a price of three slices of pizza and a soda. How many times do we go to a pizza shop? How many slices do we order? We order two slices. Two slices in a soda is like six, seven dollars, right? Okay, three slices in a soda, ten bucks. So in one half hour, 
we slurp down and chew up $10. We can give three slices in a soda to J-Root once a month. I think so. It, it's four Danishes, four Danishes and a coffee. Everywhere I go, I see, I go into Dunkin' Donuts. Well, not, I'm not so sure about that after Rabbi Wickler's show, but I, I go into that, I buy a coffee, I buy a donut, I look at it, I get the bill. Wow, 11 bucks. Hey, that's I'm, I'm spending 11 bucks in 10 minutes. I'm going to eat it in a half hour. If I do that once a month to J Root Radio. I know people that eat it in two minutes. Yes. <laughs> I also know people that eat $160 in an hour. You know. I took a doctor out to dinner, and we went to a restaurant, and there was a steak that was a $100 steak. I wanted to know if the cow was from the moon. I said, like, is this cow from a different planet? So they gave me Osparot, this and that. Bottom line, I, I, eat, you know, I eat meat, I eat meat. Tastes good. This, I don't have any... Uh, any uh, I, I, <laughs> this is the issue by itself, you know, I think that people uh, uh, somehow... I always said, you know, I eat it for two minutes, and I, I, I excuse me, but I, I just go to the. To it's the, done. The, yeah, it's, it's done, it, and, it and uh, after a few hours, it's go to the other location. I, I, I keep what I <laughs> and, need, and then, and then and the rest, the rest is gone. And uh, you know, I, you know, I, probably the, the restaurant will hate me now, but uh, I, I myself, I myself, uh, not a restaurant person, and a few restaurants that I, I just. Uh, went over that because I know the owner and uh, I I can trust uh, basically everything there. And this is beside the point, you know, that's uh, continuously off the, the casual thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, my father never liked to eat out. He never no, liked this, to eat this out. is the best, I tell you, that's the, the really uh, the best. But you uh, know what, but I wanted to say to kids, I want kids to think, or adults, think about what is it that they could do to make Make yourself feel like you're Mishtatef, like you're a part of what's going on in Israel. Do you understand something? I think about it all the time. If I was living in Israel, Nisim, my son, who's going to be 17, in one year he would be going to the army if he wasn't learning in yeshiva. And if he was learning in yeshiva, God willing, Hashem should give me the bracha that you should always learn in yeshiva. But then he would have to really learn. They didn't have to really, really, there won't be vacations, there won't be all these different times, because the fact is that everybody else is going to, is, it, people are sending their children out to fight this war. And we are lucky, I don't know if we're lucky, but we are, we are situated here in America, and our children aren't going. So don't we have to sacrifice something? Don't we have to contribute? We have to. We must. We must do something. We must do something to 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 participate. We must. Because you know, they say they have the Elif Lamate, this idea of the Elif Lamate that right. each Bahu Yeshiva is taking another soldier and basically pray against his uh, you know a name against them. Elef Lomate, Elef Lomate, the thousand sitting here in the Shivot and learning and thousand uh, fighting. This is very nice, uh, very good uh, idea and it's working very nice in Israel. When I was in Israel, my wife and I, so we were at the Kotel, so they were swearing in 
the 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 new new the, soldiers. The, the, the I think it was from year one to year two. So my wife and I were going around with a notepad, taking down names because I was used to be I run young Betora. Yeah. So I would give their names. Each kid would take a name that would be. There was one soldier that said, "No, I don't want Lobali, Lobali, Nisim." I got such chizuk from all the soldiers around him. Turned to him and said, "What are you, Mishuga? Mishtagata? What are you nuts? You're saying you don't need someone to pray for you?" So then one of the guys says, "I don't want to be in your platoon. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to go to war with you because you don't believe." I don't want to. I don't want to go to war with you. And he was serious. He wasn't joking. He wasn't joking. It's no. I I think that uh, you know when you see uh, you know videos from the the Gaza, especially when it was in Oferet uh, Yitzuka, was that the, the, I thought it was very very uh, touching when I saw the chief rabbi of uh, the army is getting and praying with them, Shema uh, Israel, and bless them and. All this, and you see that most of the soldiers, I would say within 99% of them, took upon them tzitzit and <laughs> put him, put this. It's a, and I know that why now, right now, a, a few groups of uh, people in Israel purchase, I think, 20,000 tzitzit to the soldier, wow. to the soldier, to give away to the soldier in, in the. And you know in, what? In, in, in Gaza. And, and the people, you know, I, I'm telling you, a few, a few days ago, I went over my. Um, document in my in my house it's funny and uh, because I, I i looked into my old because you have time <laughs> no 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 my passport i looked at something and, I re- and then i saw my um uh, <laughs> you know to that miluim i don't know oh what my it, gosh uh, uh, you know what's to that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call it uh it's the draft uh, draft draft uh, document yeah and, draft and, papers are called and, and and uh, I see, I see. First of all, I see my picture very young, and I look inside, and what I find over there, it's amazing. First of all, I found the the, uh, the list of the graves of my friends that died in the in the in the war. And uh, also, I found the the t- a picture of uh, Rabbi Mulubavich, you know, and Tehilim uh, chapter over there. And this was in my uh, army, uh, you know, the wow. document. Beside also the, the size of the gas masks that I supposed to have. Wow, wow. I, I looked this uh, and my this, you know, this kid. What do you call it? The, the, the t- doggy tags. Oh, what do you call it? Dog tags. Dog tag. Yeah. It's it's a. But I I was I was very surprised to see that I had the Rabbi Murubavich uh, picture and uh, something. Because and the you truth know, is. The truth is that the Neshama Yehudi, Yetzahara, everybody has tests. But the bottom line is the acid test at the end. How many people went into the war, into World War II, with Shema Yisrael on their lips? People that weren't religious, but they ended with Shema Yisrael. They ended because the truth is the Neshama Yehudi is so strong. It's so strong, and you can't. And 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 unfortunately, unfortunately, these things happen because it brings out the neshama yodi. Comfort, comfort is not something that's part of our existence in this world. It's not easy to be Jewish. It's the most wonderful thing in the world, 
Someone said, it's hard to be Jewish. They said, right, it's also hard to be a multimillionaire. But you're going to ask someone who's a multimillionaire, do they want to be a multimillionaire? They say, yes. Oh, but it's hard. I'll do the work. Would I ever want to not be Jewish? God forbid a million times. God forbid a million times. You know, the the, the story that, uh, you know, I, I wish I had, I, when I was young, I didn't think, thought like this. You know, that's all true. I didn't, you know. But that's um, why Hashem doesn't, yes. doesn't punish till 20. I, I'm looking on by a little okay, bit. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever, just, you know, because we, and again, as, as a young uh, Israeli that didn't have almost nothing with the religious, you know, except that my father was a Shomer Shabbat and he was a Ibal Shuvah, but it wasn't, you know, this, it was like Dati Lumi. You know, you know the, something? You have to know that. You say, except for the, the Shmirat Shabbat of your father and Safek, that that was what was Mezakeh. You're, you're, you're coming close. And it, it, even if it didn't affect you, but his Mezakeh. No, no, no. Def, no, what I'm saying is that when I was young, and the environment in Israel is so anti religious, was, you know, and it's, it's really crazy. And uh, you coming over there, and you go to the army. I was in a, in the navy uh, school, also, and uh, I was in the navy in Israel. So you you live, you know, that, that oh, this the religious people is not, uh, you know, something uh, something else, you know. I remember calling the blacks and the the the, the primitives, uh, yeah. you know. It, uh, middle, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, the middle, the middle age uh, right. stuff, you know. and we we come to to be as you don't think about religious at all, you know. For right. you, because the anti-religious uh, propaganda in Israel is so strong that you, you don't care about it. And besides this, you are a rebellion as as a youngster. You are rebelling right. against the the the, the parents. So it's nothing to. Be, but uh, when you start thinking all about what is all about Yadut yeah, yeah, and what is this, this, where is leading us, it's amazing. It's really, it's amazing. It's stunning to see. Because it's, it's all unnatural. It's totally, it's not Teva. It's not natural. It's the, this is Hashem. I have, I'll never forget my sitting Shiva for an aunt and her children were not religious. Okay, and the daughter is arguing against. You say the propaganda, but real arguments with with anger against religion and against this and against that and and screaming. Primitive. I, I can I can understand yeah, very well. Sure. <laughs> but you, no, but you would imagine as if they God forbid she was talking about a different religion. Yeah. And what happened to this young lady? She was twenty four at the time. Twenty eight. 30, 32, she married a religious guy. She's religious. I said to her, I said, Leora, what happened? She goes, I led my life. Nobody in the regular world was going to look at me. Only the people who learned Torah and had religion appreciated what I do. I'm a nurse. I take care of people. Treated me like a human being. I started understanding the beauty of religion. And I said, but that argument back and forth, she said, I was empty. I was empty. I asked her what changed her. Asked her what changed her. And she told me she had a, 
She, she used to do home nursing. So she had an old couple that she used to take care of that were Shomer Shabbat. And they were one was an invalid, one was not. And she used to go there. Her job was to go there on Shabbat. She said she spent Shabbatot with them. And she said the peace and the tranquility of their house was just unbelievable. So this is what I'm going to end up like when I'm 90? It's clear to her that's what she wants. The old man used to bring his wife tea, take care of her. She used to make sure he ate. And just the respect, the love, the, 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 and she saw this is, and so she realized that the, the true, the truth. But you know what? Everybody has a journey. I also have a journey. I never forget when I was thrown out of high school and I used to take my eighth grade class on a trip every year to Washington and they used to take them to that high school. And the principal had no idea who I was. So he walked over to me and he says, you know, you, you have such great behaved kids. He says, you know, unbelievable. what school are you from? So Yeshiva of Kings Bay. He goes, unbelievable. You're really good with them. I said, thanks. I told him, I have regards from you. So he goes, from who? I said, Simcha Cohen. So he goes, oh, wow. Whatever became of him? Said, Did he mench out? <laughs> so I said, uh, maybe, I don't know. So I said, I said, yes, some people say. So he says, oh, wow, look at that. See, I said, you're talking to him. So he, he was like, what, really? So this was where Simcha Cohen was still Simcha Cohen. He put his arm on my shoulder. Nisim, I looked at him and I said, please take your hand off my shoulder. It wasn't there when I needed it. So don't put it there now. When I needed it, when I was 14 and I was lonely and I was troubled, you didn't put your hand on my shoulder, you pushed me away. Now that I'm successful, you want to take a part of it? I'm sorry. It's not. It's it's not yours. So he said, "Oh, yeah, I hope you're Michael me." I said, "I was Michael you a long time ago, because you, you you didn't realize what you were doing." But what? But but you you you, and I'll never forget some of the things. Just rejection is the worst feeling that anybody could ever have in life is rejection. And I'll never forget, I asked him once, why don't you like me? And his answer was, you have to earn for me to like you. I said, really? Okay. At that point, it was over for me. And I didn't want to earn I wanted someone to like me just for me. And, and Baruch Hashem. You know, this, this thing that, uh, it's, it, what you said about rejection, it's so clear that this is the basic, the most important things that kids can, you know, feel when, feel. when kids feel rejection, you just basically shut them off. Shut them off. And many kids cannot get up from this, you know. 
This is unfortunately, you know, it, a lot of, you know, I can tell you stories of rejection or, or you know, even as a teacher for me, I remember uh, loud and clear, she she uh, prophesied me that uh, that I will be a, a seller in the, in the market, you know, <laughs> uh, sell vegetables and stuff like this, you know, and she was, she was so proud about, you know, and then what happened that uh, I did the test of, uh, in Israel, doing a CIQ, what do you call it, you know? The, the IQ, right. The IQ, yeah, the IQ test. And she claimed that I uh, fraud it, you know, that, uh, so she sent me three times. Oh my gosh. Three times to this test, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and in the end, they, they, they put me a test, special test, in the, you know, she couldn't get, accept my result. I don't, I don't know what the result, but I know really, I just, and she couldn't accept, and the test said, what she wants from your life. She wants, you know, it's, and it wasn't so like today, in those days, it was like, teacher was a god, you know, like, like, like a, you know, yeah. she could do whatever she wants. And I got this result of this, and not only this, if by this result you get a scholarship to the high school in Israel. Oh my, so it was so important. So Yeah, so I got it and very high score, and she couldn't get it. She couldn't get it, you know? And the, the, I think that it was like the last months. Uh, <laughs> last months of this, she come, she approached me and my, and my mother, the rest in peace, and she told her, listen, um, so what if you, uh, or you vote, if you don't this, so what if this, so what, what, so what, 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 and then they, oh, you have it here, you pass it, you know, you're this, and she gets right on the table. She was, she was so upset about it. And Baruch Hashem, you know, I graduated university. I graduated with, uh, you know, and... And look at what you're I, doing I, for college, bro. I'm just, you know, it's fun because we all have to take it over and go away and continue. And I always learning from yourself. I'm learning from yourself, from Dina. This is my, my role model, you know, how to look at life. Right. Don't look what happened to you. Look forward. Look what the Kadosh Baruch We have a caller. So. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Yes. Hi. The radio. Yeah, hi. I really like the subject you talked about. The name is David. The union of rejection, it's unbelievable if the teacher would be aware how much, like you said, put in the shoulder when you need it or give it a hug, or give it the warmth, or you make it, or you break it. That's and right. And this is really unbelievable. But not only in school. In figure life. it out. Also in relationship with wife and husband. If somebody says something wrong and doesn't say, oh, I'm sorry, it's unbelievable how. Why are you so vulnerable? At, it's, uh, it's, it's deep what, what, you're what you're saying is so true and so deep. And I would like to give an example about what you're saying. What you're saying is, even with a husband and wife, rejection yeah. is a terrible thing. And the way to eliminate that is that there are certain daily, regular things that husbands and wives need to do for common decency. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Yeah. How are you feeling? And even if person there are disagreeing, but those things, person, I'll never forget. My wife every day used to bring me lunch. And while I was in session, put it in my refrigerator. So one time we were in an argument, and I went out and I bought lunch. She was so insulted. She goes, you thought I wasn't going to bring you lunch? So something I do every day. You're my husband. I need you to eat. I need you to be healthy. I can be angry at you. 
but I'm going to bring you lunch because I care about you and you're part of my life. And if and, we imagine, if we imagine that we walk on the street and you see somebody who is completely crushed and you just give a smile to that person, you may say, you may say, there's a boy, this is a beautiful saying, if a smile is a crooked line, can make a lot of things straight. Right. That's a beautiful statement. I'll tell yes. you a story. My father's shul was in a terrible, terrible neighborhood in Rochester, New York. And mm -hmm. there were snowstorms all the time. One might, he used to drive two miles to shul, park his car there in the parking lot, and Mike Chavez, he used to bring it home. So it was in a bad neighborhood. It was one of the winter nights, and it was a snowstorm, and he's in the parking lot, and the car's not starting. Mm -hmm. And there's no cell phones. There's no way. The only thing is he had to go back into shul, use the dime, and use the payphone. And he sees in the, in, in the light by the parking lot a very, very tall black man who's standing there, and he's looking, and he's looking, he's looking at the car, he's looking at the car. He starts approaching the car. So my father what? says, Shema Yisrael, that's it. And the guy's coming, very big guy, and he's looking in the car. He's looking straight in my father's face. Then he knocks on the window, and he says, Rabbi, is that you? My father says, Rabbi, what? Father says, Who are you? He goes, I fixed your roof 10 years ago. Wow, and you wow. made me come down to eat lunch. Wow. And you gave me two salami sandwiches, a pickle, and a bottle of soda. He goes, never in my life did anybody make me feel so important. He says, so now I'm going to help you. And he gave my father a boost. And, 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 and the, same, the same line. I know, I know that you know that story. There is a guy who was working, I think it's in South America, and uh, they was working with Shoptim over there. And right. one of the guys was always saying hello to the guy. He was a guy. Right. At the end of the day, he said hello. Suddenly, that guy doesn't see the rabbi. At the end of the day, he said hello. What happened? He was locked into the fridge. That's right. That's right. I know the story. And the guy, because he said hello, he said his life. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's, that's, uh, but, but that's the way Hashem runs the world. I can't at all. the basic line is I can't at all to even to a boy. It's in, the, but it's in the fiber of creation. Yeah. Because yeah, the relationship of everything, everything to exactly. the cells, to the cells in the plants, how the only way something grows is with an interaction. There has to be a plus and a minus. There has to be a collaboration. Some and it, yeah. the, the relationship. The only thing is, and this is something that I said to Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, and he, he agreed with me. It says, Yotzer or uvare choshech. And then it says, Ose shalom uvare toko. The shlemut is the masa'umatan, is the give and take of nature. Everything in nature, you have white blood cells, red blood cells. You have land, you have water. Even the water has different elements that work off each other. And that's the shalom. Hashem created the concept of shalom uvare toko. So what's the or in choshech? Yotzer or uvare choshech. And then, Shalom Varetakol. So, we know that there's a relationship between the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. That there's a lunar cycle. In it. So, that clearly, there's also a give and take between night and day. So, I wanted to say, Oren Choshech is Am Yisrael in the Amim. The Yotzer Or Choshech. Yisrael in the Amim exist exclusively and separately. The Jews have their own existence, and we are not reciprocal with the rest of the world. We are 
alone. After that, that's everything I, else. I, I, I spend about two hours a day in my, I'm a safe oh. I spend two hours a day Ashrecha. to go around to put on feeling to people. And some people were completely not Yiddish at all. So I told them, you know, I shouldn't give you 24 hours a day. Can you give me one minute? Just one minute back. You know, so much. You put on to your session, my friend, at all. And they said, you're right. I should do that. You're sorry for getting you, you write Gittin? You're sorry for Gittin? What? You write no, Gittin? No, no, no. I'm, I'm a sorry for Gittin. You're sorry for Gittin? You're sorry for Gittin. My father was a Sofer Stam. He was also a Sofer Gittin. Oh, yeah, and okay. I can tell you, I have all of his Gittin and how many lives I've changed because he had organization in how he wrote. Amazing. He Hashem's, didn't write the Gittin or he was he, writing the Gittin? No, he wrote the Gittin. But he yeah, kept but them organized. Uh-huh. And and he had, I had so many stories about, I was able to help be Matir Amams there because of my father's detailed dates of uh-huh. the Nasina of Again. And yeah. anyways, thank you so much for calling. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, the Akarata Tov, you know, the appreciation. And you have to be nice to each one, to any person, you know what, to anything in the world, any creature that, you know, just crawling and it's, uh, it's, 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 you see the, the Kadosh Baruch Hu, you see God in this, you know, and you cannot just, uh, just step on it or, you know, the, and you know and what especially words, the people. What words drive me insane? If I hear someone say, what do we need that for? Who needs that? Who needs them? Who needs you? I heard someone say, who needs you? I said, oh, man, don't say that. We need everybody and everything, and you never know. You never know what you're going to need. Ain't a damn shit, ain't no shah. That's right. Always we have somebody to. So kids, is, kids need to know that everything and everybody is important. And, and yeah. I want to tell you, I, I always, I, I quote it a few times, even it's a, it's from a, a Goish song, and the most important, all you need is love, love, and That's this right. is very important. That's right. It's 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 so it's it's so important. And the truth is, Hashem doesn't reject us, and when He does, Hashem helps. Hashem comes down and He accepts us. Hi, we have a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, so you were saying before, like when people are saying, like, what do I need this for? So it says that David Amalach, like, d- didn't think that there was any point in spiders, but then the spider saved his life. Because, That's right. Because Shaul, cause it made a, a web in front of the cave where it was hiding in. That's right. That's right. And you know what? We don't know how many times we're saved by things that we don't even realize and... We have no idea. David Melech found the spider and saw, but we, we may like neglect things on a daily basis. We don't realize how much we're saved by them. And you know what? Even food that our parents give us that we appreciate, we don't appreciate. We don't know if this is healthy food is going to make a difference in how our life is going to be. We we are so blessed with everything that we get. It's really it's it's really special. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's something that, unfortunately, when you have a life that there's so much, people take things for granted. You know, but also we're talking about the nature of the of the human, and we are the special creatures that basically we always get. Uh, um, we we get we we are not givers we are takers you know That's right. when we born we become we we the parents giving us the mother give you a nursing you know you cannot it's not like animal that get up in the, you know after two minutes and uh, right. by itself independent self independent that's the avoda that's, that's what the chavot says that's the avoda of a human being we develop first we get and then we develop the ability to give. We get until we have children. When we have children, then we give. And we have to teach them how to give. Yeah, that's that's the, the I would say this is the, the all all about uh Yiddish guys. That's all it. This, that giving, 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 you know. That's right. And and that's that's Hashem. That's Hashem, you know, Hashem takes us out of the desert, takes us out of Mitzrayim. Truth is, after what we went through in Mitzrayim, he didn't have to give us luxury hotels in the desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't have to give us Ananea Kavod. And Amud Esh. He didn't have to give us uh, the Simlash Lobota, the clothing that kept renewing itself in Mami Nashamayim. If they had to hunt for a few animals, they, but the fact is, he coddled us and he brought us back. He revitalized us. He revived us. This is this is an amazing, amazing thing from Hashem. Yeah, this is the beauty about uh, you know being a human and being a, a Jewish, and the the whole idea is how to to you know the only creature in the world that has one word is bechira, the choosing. You know, this is that's we this we are the only one, right? And if we follow this instruction. By the Bechira, but they, they choose how to choose. The, that's what happened. Uh, so let's remind you this is a Simcha, the, a Dr. Simcha Cohen uh, parenting with Simcha. Yeah. Or, or ask Dr. Simcha to schmooze with Simcha. With, okay, the schmooze with Dr. Simcha. And he, uh, Nisim, that's uh, sitting behind the, the second mic. Nisim is uh, always behind the scenes. And uh, you can call us 718 683 5858, 718 718-506-9099. You can listen to us live and archive. And you know something? And the $10, $10 a month. $10 a month. You read my mind. <laughs> it's on my mind all over. You know what? We're going to be starting. I'm halfway done printing up a postcard. We're going to be sending out. That you just have to fill it in. You just have to fill in your credit card. Fax it back to us. And we'll do the paperwork. And trust me, we won't we, we won't book tickets to Israel on your credit card. You can trust us for your credit card number. We're going to give out, gonna distribute cards all over the place. I want everybody. person should not be able to start their day without knowing that they did this once a month. Once a month. It's not, it's not a big deal. If you want to do it 10 times a month, we're very happy. 
Okay, and also kids can participate. This I believe That's the right. kids also as as some uh, pocket money, and there will be a big big partnership with this station. Okay, we have a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, uh, Simcha Cohen. Yes, this is Simcha Cohen. Yeah, my name is uh, Jack Sandhouse. I'm from Seagate. They call me Unc- uh, Uncle Jack. So. Okay. <laughs> I have very, very uh, good friends in Seagate. Very I, I, nice. The people that I met from Seagate are some of the most wonderful people. And I'm, I'm, married, I'm, I'm, I'm alive and married for a long time. And for me to, at this stage of my life, meet like really significant people that made an impact, that was a real gift from Hashem. Very good, because I've, I've lived here for 25 years, and, uh, and I'm meeting a lot of wonderful people, and there's, there's, there's not so good people, but there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful people here in Seagate. You know, without the not good people, the beautiful people wouldn't shine so much. <laughs> uh, I guess you could call that the total view, yeah. <laughs> take the total view of the situation That's or right. people. That's right. Uh, that's a clever way of putting it. The reason I'm, I'm calling you is I wanted to mention something to you. Said something about uh, this uh, meeting this teacher many many years later. He put his arm around you, and uh, yeah. I, I, I I really appreciated what you had to say, and I really, you know, I, I had some feelings about it myself. You know, about a little, a little tearing myself. You know, but the, the thing that I the point that I wanted to make is this is a psychological. The man was imbued with psychological theory. Right. The teacher. Yeah. Th- that there's something, you know, you have to earn my love, and then there's such a thing as unconditional love. And I'm thinking of Rabbi Arya Levin, Oliver Sholem, right. you know, the one from Jerusalem, the Tzaddik. Right. And look, look what he used to do every Shabbos morning and go to these, <clears throat> and go to these prisoners, you know, you know, the shame Shemayim, you know. He did it with unconditional love. So... And, uh, and people remember him, you know, forever and ever, and and uh, it's something. That, so I think that the man just really didn't realize that uh, he was following a derech from uh, from uh, from psychology, but see, but and, see, and not from not from really what right, life is really about. But, but it's a derech akuma, and it's a derech keneged Torah, and everything in the Torah shows us from, we, where we take our examples from Moshe Rabbeinu. We take Moshe Rabbeinu had to be told by his father-in-law that he was too loving to call Yisrael. Yitro told him, you're going to burn yourself out. You have to calm down. But Moshe Rabbeinu, he wasn't complaining. It doesn't say Moshe Rabbeinu went home crafting and rubbing his feet and saying, oh, why is it treasures I need? No, yeah. it said Moshe Rabbeinu was a rangatun in his job, loving it up, and Yisrael said, stop. And if Yisrael wouldn't have told him, then he wouldn't have stopped. But the fact is that 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 the... The the idea of taking a hard line, yes, is is so connected to Torah. The Torah tells us when to take a hard line. Yeah, Torah tells us kanoim pogimbo. Okay, this week's last week's parsha. But what does it say? Nizkar rav and nizkar halacha, and then he <coughs> did it. He had a cheshbon, and Moshe and Aaron didn't do it. Why? Because they they were. I don't know why. I mean, I don't want to, God forbid, say bad about them, but, but it was Pinchas that did it. Pinchas was able to remove himself. So, such a great act of boldness and strength. Don't you think that the greatest leaders of Chalisol should have jumped up to do it? No, because it, it was hard for them. Because yeah. there was love, and there was so much passion. So it was hard for them. Yeah. 
but I just think that this this teacher probably just was angry with temper. He was just temperamental within himself, and uh, he was just a frustrated teacher. I think teacher, it's Gaiva. You know? I think it's Gaiva. I think yeah, that if a person thinks, if a person thinks that that they are in charge of anything, and if they think that they're when you go into a classroom, I was a teacher for many years, and when you go into a classroom and I would go into session, I would have to have a tefillah beforehand saying, Hashem, just watch my mouth that I shouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Protect me. And the bottom line is, I had a story where I had a raffle at the end of the year. And I really wanted one kid to win. He really needed to win. And it was Are a you kid. playing basketball you're talking about? The, 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 yeah, the, this, this boy. And I asked Shayla whether I could, whether I could rig the the raffle that he should win. <laughs> and my rabbi told me, no, I can't. No. But he said, you can daven. And don't you know the kid won? <laughs> and you want to know something? The kid has a daughter that's in my daughter's class. Uh-huh. And I sat next to him at a graduation. And he told me, do you know that that stereo that I won almost changed my entire life? And that's what I daven for. It looks like the, what you're saying that the feeler really had really plays a big part in us. Yeah, tefillah is that, that's that's it. Tefillah is on every level. Little children, adults, it doesn't matter. Tefillah, communicate with Hashem. Tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want. That's all Hashem wants to know. Just tell me. Don't sit there, bang your forks like you're in a restaurant, thinking like, like uh, you know, it's like you ever see somebody at a table points at the water and goes. Mm, mm. <laughs> like as if I'm supposed to now jump up and pour you water. Say, can I please have a glass of water? My pleasure. But you know, guys, uh, uh, so you ignore him. You say, until you're able to figure out the letters that join into the word water, then maybe uh, you'll be thirsty. <laughs> well, life life has many twists and turns, and yes. many ups and downs, and and uh, the main thing is to be strong, to be able to learn. To, right. to how to better yourself, learn some good midos, you know, and, and learn how to uh, have faith in God, have faith in yourself, you know. And and just to be humble and to realize... If you learn that, but that, it doesn't come right away as you've experienced. Yeah, I think the most humil- humbling thing in my life was having a child. Wow. Once a wow. person has a child, and it's the most humbling thing, because we realize how... We realize how... how we, how, what our role is in life, and how how beholden we are to Hashem. I was married for eight years without children, so uh-huh. when I had my first child, Baruch Hashem is now seventeen. Oh it my was, goodness! It was you're, you're giving away your age a little bit. Uh, well, well, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's, I'm, that's I'm, good I'm, too. That's good too. It's 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 how old they feel, not how old I am. <laughs> That's how much you've matured, which really counts. I was thinking of by Victor Miller. I have his book called The Path of Life. He does his Shabbos Droshes. And in it he says, you know, he says when you're 18 years of age, you know nothing, and 24, maybe something. And then when at 30, he says you learn something, and at 70, that's when you really understand what your Rebbe was trying to teach you. That's right. 
beautifully said. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. that it, and uh, it, it, if you live long enough, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll, you can realize a lot of good things. Yes. And, uh, and you can really grow and mature yourself, you know, because you go through a lot of experiences. You go through life, not just in a, in a, in a little room by yourself in a cocoon, but you're open to everyday life. And, right. and a smart person is willing to learn and, and, and to grow and mature himself. And the one question, if someone would ask me what's the most important question a person could ask on a daily basis, something I ask myself every day countless times is, what does Hashem want me to do with this? <laughs> I heard that from my father who was diagnosed with cancer at 68. And he oh was my. given six months to live. <laughs> and this is a man who dedicated his entire life, every fiber of his soul, to, to, to Judaism. He was a Mohel in upstate New York for 42 years. And he was able to give Edut that there was never a Jewish child that was born in his city that didn't get a Brit Milah. Because he went to each hospital once a week and he would check. And if it was a Jewish child, he did a Brit. And if a phone call, I remember once we were packed up to go to New York, the whole car was packed up. The phone rang. My mother said, don't get the phone. My father said, I have to. It might be a bris. She knew what was coming, yeah, baby. And it was a bris, and the, we didn't go. We canceled the trip because he wasn't going to leave a child without a bris. But, and so he, instead look, of look saying... Look at the impression it left with you. 100%. But he said to my mother, and I, I they didn't know I was listening. I was there. I was supposed to have left the room, but I was dilly-dallying like I normally do. And... He said to my mother the following. He said, June, 68 years is a lot of years. It's not a little years. We had children. We have grandchildren. He said, even Simcha got married, which made me feel really good. <laughs> um, and he said, we have to thank Hashem, and we have to figure out what we have to do with this. What does Hashem want us to do with this? And my father lived for seven years with cancer that was given six months. And every day he got up, he said, And he would learn in Mikdash Melech till, from 9 o'clock till 10 to 12. And David Shoai, Well, the thing that, that, that uh, impressed me with your father, he was basically a very calm man. Very calm. He, he was not stressed. And, and, and I know this, there are some uh, nutritionists, and some people say that 75% of all illnesses are due to stress. So even though your father had this well, well, uh, business, you know, this disease, by, by his being calm, he and he didn't well, well, stress I, himself, I, and he kept calm, and he just continue, continued doing, you know, his yeah, stuff. He, I, I, lost, I lost a brother in 1979, and that, that losing my brother in an accident really changed his entire life. It changed his entire perspective on life, and his, it did take away, I do believe it took away a lot of his gazunt. As you say, the stress and the pain did mm -hmm. take... And the it, unexpected of it all. Yeah. But it's I, so it, unexpected, it's not like you don't have a chance to get used to it. But you should know that the first words out of his mouth when my mother told him the news, I saw with my own eyes, was, Keshem shemevarachim ala tov, mevarachim ala ra, v'ruchata Hashem elokinu melech haolam, dayan ha'emet. And he said it with kavanah, and Shem v'avaya, and that's how he lived his life. 
Well, you, I'm sure you, you've heard heard the story of of the of the father was I think a Holocaust survivor had two sons and he lost both sons and and the way he conducted himself will make a l'chaim and uh, to my 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 sons and uh, you know there was there were people his house was all packed up with people you know and and they just couldn't say anything because he had lost a second son it was really very very sad. You know, in the war, you know, it was two yeah. wars, and he lost the one son, and then he lost the second son. But the interesting part about it was that first son was a tank. It was a tank commander, or it was in tanks, and his tank blocked the road for this from the Syrian tanks, so that they couldn't come through yeah. in, into Upper Israel, up in the Galil. Yeah. So there was one road where they could go through, and his tank blocked that. Wow. That road, and of course, you know, leaving a tank exposed like that, you know, it got knocked off and everybody got killed in the tank. But he actually saved, you know, Israel, you know, in a way, from wow. from an invasion of tanks from the Syrian troops when they made that uh, foray, you know. Right. So, but uh, it's, it's, it shows men of faith, men who believe in spite of it all, you know. Sadiq. Like, you know, there's a saying, in spite of it all, Murphy was an optimist. I'm sure you've it's heard right, that. Yes. <laughs> But you know, yeah. I want to mention what you said. Every person that dies, Al Kiddush Hashem, has the effect of that tank that protects and prevents some catastrophe. Every korban that Hashem yeah. takes, when you have three boys that are taken, yeah. that, that uh, soldiers that are killed, that those are korbanot. Those yes. are tanks that we don't realize it. They are they are blocking tragedies. That we can't see, and yeah. their 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 in the front lines. Yeah, their sacrifices. You know, that that uh, when Baba Lazar Abu Chatzer was killed, I, a very close friend of mine, friend I'll say, very close associate of mine, who was a Mekubal and is a very holy man. He said the craziest thing was there was a whole whole upheaval amongst the Mekubalim and Eretz Israel that they had this terrible, terrible feeling that a terrible tragedy, impending doom was going to happen in, in, a, in a calamitous fashion. And they were envisioning a war, something, something really, really bad. And they were davening, and they have certain tikkunim. And, they were, and, they, and, 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 and when Baba Lazar passed away, they say that it cleared up. That the, 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 they felt that the the Tzinorot Shefa, if you will, or the 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 Kedusha was was replenished. So high, right? Thank you so much for your call. Thank you very, very much, and it was really so, so wonderful. Uh, maybe just in passing, I would like to mention to you, I happen to be a, a group leader in a program called Recovery Incorporated, and I've been teaching and training people with emotional problems such as depression, anxiety, and self-esteem, lack of self-esteem, for 42 years. Wow. And I'm, I'm doing it in the Borough Park. Why? And also, too, I have a meeting in Muncie. I make a trip every, every week to Muncie. And uh, so it's, it's giving me such you, a life. Text us your information. You know, our text is uh, 347-927-8398 because there might be people who we, who we would be able to to, uh, to push into your direction. You can help. Oh, I would love to. You know, you know, you know I listen to... Um, to people speaking, you know, like you have an earlier program during the like, There's a fellow by the name of Mordechai. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, like on Tuesdays from 12 to 2. I, I've spoken to him. He actually invited me to come on this program uh, next week. 
and I, and I, I see people calling up, and, and they don't know how to make a decision. They're, they're, they're so fearful, and you know, and, and, and they're good people, you understand, but 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 they're scared to make a decision. They're they're afraid. Oh, what should I tell my son? Uh, which uh, which I tell my father? You know, you know. Which I tell my wife? Which I tell my husband? You know. So I mean, it's yeah. What should I, what, what should I tell this wonderful caller? That I have to as much as I'm enjoying yeah. speaking to you. That yeah, I, have time. To, I have to I have to go go on and see see how I'm going to close my show. I, <laughs> I love that you called. And Thank you. Text me your information, Mitz Hashem. We'll be in contact. I'm, I'm, would you like my telephone number? You know what? You can you, you text it to me, and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll give it out. Okay. Okay. I, it's it's I, I get some extra time, right? Because uh, I started late. Yeah. Please. Okay. 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 No. I have to ask because it's usually, yeah, no. it was she. Okay. Uh, I was late. We have another caller. No. Okay. We, let me call myself. Do you know a good trick? When I was in a meeting, I have two cell phones, and I call myself. <laughs> and they take the call. Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Anyways, I think that we had a lot of substance in tonight in tonight's show. I hope anybody that listened was inspired. I, I need you to know that, as crazy as it may sound, when the world is against the Jews, it's the time that I feel so happy to be a Jew. It's the time that I feel that, you know what, Hashem is not forgetting us because Hashem is giving us opportunities where He's protecting us and He's showing us. And I'm going to say something, that, that there's a, that if a person wants to really understand the, the reason why we need to stick to Jewish stations and Jewish music and Jewish, Jewish learning, so there's I don't I don't I don't know I don't know anything about her. I know that there's a a a a uh, artist amongst the non-Jewish music whose name is Rahana Rahina Rahina uh, I don't know Rihanna. She's uh, she's a very very big singer. She tweeted "Free Palestine," and then she tried to delete it. But by the time she deleted it, it went out to 70,000 people. And so you see that this, this, and this is the music we listen to. This is who we, Phil Collins, big, big guy. He, he in one of his biggest concerts, said anybody that has a problem with, with the Palestinians, get up and leave, and I'll refund your money. And this is who music we listen to? This is something kids, teenagers, understand. It's not ours. It's not from us. It's not something that we need to do. It's not something we need to do. You know, that's, uh, unfortunately, that's, we, we're talking about the things that uh, sometimes it's so clear and black and white. And uh, this is the, the misconception of our brain. And that's what God created us to think, you know, and as I mentioned many times, you know, sometimes you go, go on the street and you see people with all this piercing and tattoo and mm -hmm. all this kind Rahman. of uh, And you're thinking, imagine yourself, instead of them, looking in the mirror, what they thinking? What are they thinking? I'm pretty. I'm beauty. I'm the only one. 
Yeah. You know, and this is this is the 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 how God created us. Yeah. That we we will just always justify our our uh, you know our thinking. You know, and we we said Hitler Hitler justified by logic by any of this. How to kill six million Jews and and uh, and 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 few and uh, for other millions Russian? He, he has a full just. If he was very very nice man, he was very um, uh, I would say intelligence and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, tarbuti, tarbuti. Oh, his culture, culture. He was very cultural person. You know, he listened to Wagner, listened to classic music, right. and. And it didn't bother him at all to see a human being suffer and take other people, you know. And you see, you see now in the videos that I get every day from from you, and I showed you one video. You almost fainted. I almost fainted. And to see how how these people as enjoying the face like, to like, burn alive people, other people. Listen, you don't even have to go that far. I went to university for many years. I have Baruch Hashem. Degrees took me many years. The most brilliant professor, the most published and recognized professor, had he, he was such a para adam. He was such a not nice, cruel yeah. person. The students, and and with such joy and such, but he was brilliant, intellectually superior than everybody. It did nothing because the person yeah. doesn't have midot and neshama. Then there's nothing. That's yeah. That's what I I found it. You know myself. This is what about the, the yeah the In Jewish, the, the Jewish people because you can be uh, the Nobel Prize, uh, yeah. and you were as you say brilliant, brilliant. But is no, you are not personality. You but, know you're not. But most Nobel prizes, many Nobel prizes were won by Jews. Yeah, yeah. But I'm because telling you, it, it doesn't matter. But you know, if you don't have me, what you say, what Chachamim say. If you are, if you even talmid chacham, without midot, nevelas rucha tova mimcha. It's right. even you know this, this is no question. But I have a theory why most of the Nobel Prize winners are Jews, because the only true incentive for somebody to really achieve chidush in life is if they're doing it for somebody else. They're doing it to help for a cause. If somebody doesn't have a burning desire to accomplish something and they don't want to do something to affect change in somebody, that's the burning desire. And Jews have that. That is our fiber. Once you have that, then you create. You create in order to accomplish that. Yeah, very nice. All mm. right. Okay. This is good therapy for me, Nisim. Sitting yeah, an hour with you. I, I know. Week, it's I should, also for me. I, I should I pay you. <laughs> Ten dollars a $10 month. Ten dollars a month. That's it. Ten dollars a month. It's going Only, down. You know, I got a phone call from one of the young, one of the uh, kids that uh, listen to us, and he want to de- donate ten dollars uh, a month, and I appreciate very much. And he live in uh, Lakewood. And you so, know what? Yeah, it's very nice. Ten dollars a month from a kid. That's like a hundred dollars a month from an adult. It's a million dollars. You know, I said if it even. Ten cents from person that give it, it with all is out is worth a million dollars. People doesn't give it without you know with just that you force them you know. Yeah. But something with the bracha with the blessing is coming much better, and uh, it, it's really you know it's amazing. Baruch Hashem, Thank thanks God. God you know 
I, I look at the, the emails uh, and the texted, and I see so many people that are not belong to the Jewish family right now. And it's a, it's it's a, it's really uh, beautiful to listen to to hear from them feedback that they enrich enrich their life and we give them something to 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 look forward about their life and you know we know that Chachamim said I was said that if somebody is close to the to the I do to the Yiddish kite is something is kind of spark right. uh, is in him and you know I want to ask you something doctor I know yeah. that we are passing the time and uh, it's our therapy time me and you uh You know, you thought, you, we have so many fashions in the world, so many, you know, you have like hairstylist, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Did you find one, uh, a non-Jewish people that basically duplicate our shape? Well, let's say the pears. Or, no. no. And you, you, you wonder why? Well... You don't wonder why, because I tell you, I I always, you know, in, in this, in the, in the rap music and all this, go, always they're taking some, they took the Indian, the Moakinian, the Moakinian, yeah. what do you call it? The because, it because we're not a style. No, no, but. Because it's, because there's Kedusha. Okay. It, it's not a style. That's, This is, it's, it's not a fashion. And it doesn't have to make sense. When B'nai Torah wear black hat, it doesn't have to make sense. It's something that this is the way the Chachamim wear. That's something when when Ben Torah, if that's a minhag, the word black hat, it doesn't have to make sense. The same way that if it's not a minhag, that they don't, it doesn't have to make sense. It's not a rule of fashion of this and that. It's it's minhag That that's the rule you do. And, 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 and I I say I, I look at it different, a little bit different. I look at this at, as you say the kedusha, the holiness. And the uh, the other the other side, uh, the, the the other side of the but the unholiness, uh, the unholiness, you know. But you know something: a person could dress, but with all the rules, and In, be uh, very not sensible. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm talking about you know, like for example, you don't see a rap singer with a pass. <laughs> you know, you don't see. But you see a rap um, um, singer with with a Moican uh, yeah, style. Sure. You can you, you know you can see a, with a, with a bold you know skin. I know a non-Jewish uh, woman that wanted to find the curling iron that this Hasid used for his peot to get them so perfect. She goes, she can never get her hair to have such a perfect curl. She says <laughs> she wants that curling iron. She wants to Okay, but so so she probably has some kind of spark of yeah, yeah I do. No, because, maybe she just want because it's perfect curls. Some of the yeah, I, I, yeah, but I, I'm I'm looking around, just looking around, and I see this nobody coming to imitate gdusha. You know, it's it's but you really know why honest. The peot is because he wears it that way every day, and they arrange their peot every day with ahava and with haybub. They arrange their peot, and it's not a style. It's because that's what they do. They they make themselves. They make themselves right. That that's that's the whole beauty of it. Bing. That's right. Bing. That's right. That's okay. Right. Okay. So, anyways, we... I think that I think that that wraps it up. Yes. All right. Till next week. We hope everybody had a good fast yesterday, and we appreciate all the inspiring callers. I can't wait till kids start calling again. Me too. Yeah.
And right. right now it's our therapy hour. That's right. <laughs> have a good week. Hashem should give us Yeshuaot and Nechamot. And no Jewish soldiers should get hurt. Amen. And we should have God willing good news this week. Amen, amen. Okay, Thank so you. Cohen, over and out.